0: Hi, I'm your host, James Barrow, a creative-turned-marketing director with over 20 years' experience in the advertising industry. Join me as I go behind the scenes with a range of innovative thinkers. Hear what inspires them, their processes, and the methods to their madness. Find insights that can help unlock your creative potential and apply them in your life, career, and business. Right here on The B-Side with James Barrow. On episode 36 of The B-Side, I speak to Australian boxing legend Nader Hamden. Once ranked number two in the world behind Oscar de la Hoya, he fought some of the world's best boxers across all corners of the globe. He talks about the dedication and sacrifices he took to build a successful professional boxing career. He shares the details of some of his toughest fights and how an unwavering self-belief gave him the ability to push through severe injuries and never give up. This was a cracking episode, no pun intended. Nader is a beautiful soul and a great friend. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did no, no. no. I on the chin. Man. <laughs> you know <me>? Yeah, chinny. <laughs> I was briefing Nader on um, mic techniques, and I was saying, just put it about a fist away from your, your yeah. face. And what did you say? You said I'm quite no familiar comment. with fists no being near I'm, my face. I know nothing. You've I seen quite nothing. a few fists fly very close to your face. I remember nothing. But I will thank you for inviting me into your wonderful home. I'm no, looking welcome. out here at a pool.
1: Thank you so much for having me, brother. No, welcome, bro. It's always it's a pleasure
0: to have you here, man. Finally. Yeah, I know, man. Uh, Nader's been a very a long-time friend of mine, not only is he a wonderful dad, an incredibly deep man, he's also one of Australia's most um, respected boxers, or was, now retired, was, and continues to be one of Australia's most respected boxers. Appreciate so that. Welcome, Nader, to the no, East Side. Pleasure man. to be here, man. Thanks for having me. It's interesting. I was thinking about the questions to ask you in this interview, and the first question that came to mind, and something that I want to start with, is a quote by Imam Ali, and peace be on him. And he says, a person is either your brother in faith or your equal, or your humanity. equal in humanity. 100%. Why, why does that quote resonate so strongly with you?
1: Because uh, look at the world today. Look at Islam. Look at Muslims, how we looked upon. we all, you yeah? know, they try and paint us with the same brush as in terrorists. All that kind of filth, evil. And that's, that's, that's not us, definitely. No, and that's, that's, this is one quote I go by, I live by, and I share with all my friends. You know? I grew up in Marvel and we were mixed, so mixed breed and marvel. So, um, brother and faith
0: equal humanity, you know, um, we're all equals in humanity. Well, that's something I really felt growing up in Maricville with you. And, you know, there were kids from staunchly Christian yep. backgrounds, you know, the Samoans, the Definitely. islanders, there we all got on just fine. Greeks, yeah, it's, it's quite fascinating. And obviously, faith and, and Islam has played a huge role in your. Your life and Yes, it has. Your your background. Before we get to that though, why don't we just go into your background, like where are you from for those people who are in North America who may not have um
1: Oh I grew up in Maryville, Sydney, a little suburb in Maryland. Work work working working work uh working man suburb, ten minutes from the airport, fifteen, twenty minutes from the city city. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's, it's a nice suburb. Uh, we're about five, ten minutes from there right now. Yeah. Where yeah. we're at right in Kingsgrove here, so
0: so a working-class suburb, quite ethnically diverse.
1: It was, it was. Now yeah. um, yeah, it's a different suburb altogether now. Yeah, now it's, it's quite
0: gentrified, isn't very it? Very
1: now. The properties went up and the people oh, that price. the people that own properties, there sold them at their high price and went out and moved out west and bought and put money in the bank, you know, so they're smart people.
0: So yeah. in terms of where you grew up, what happened next and what led you into your career, which was after you went through that tumultuous troubled well, yeah, youth my, yeah, my, phase? Yeah,
1: my youth thing's not no secret. I went, you know, I went through that. Period of, I was a kid, out of control kid, wanted to punch on everyone and, and, and fight, and got into trouble. Why do you think that was? What? What do you yeah, think? Yeah, just, tri- just angry, terrifying. just angry young kid, man. Angry young kid that just had no, had no goals at that that time of my life. As a kid, I was picked on. I got battered across the head over it with a metal pole. Two or three grown men just put it on me, and I was like 14 years old. With a tap, it was a metal tap, you know, the one off the side of the house, one of those metal things over the crop back back of my head. I still got the scar on, the, on my head. Uh, um, I remember that I remember that very well because that's pretty much the last time I ever copped it um, yeah that was a tipping point and I said never again that's going to happen to me again yeah. and something happened there where I just hated the world and I just yeah. pretty much turned turned
0: on the world you lost faith in I lost faith because in. you look up to adults when you're younger don't you you mm. don't expect them no. to pick on teenagers even though some teenagers can be a little bit cheeky and yeah. you know give, give, give some attitude it's never um, the case that you feel as though when you're that young you've got to get Beaten up or clobbered over the back no. of the head with a metal pole. No. You know, that's, that's horrendous. I wonder how many kids have been in that situation. I think I can remember when I was a kid, I got picked on by a guy that was significantly older than the yep. rest of us. And I promised from that day on, I really wanted to learn martial arts. And as you know, I've been doing martial arts 100%, my entire and a beast. life. I love it. And, and, and that was it. And I, like you, I just said, I never want to be humiliated and yep. beaten and abused again by anyone. You know what I mean? There was a
1: guy, Nick, that lived in my street, and he used pick on me as well. And all my, teenage, all my primary school years. Then when that happened to me, as far as that thing at the head with the metal pole, he's one guy that I sorted out
0: straight away. It is a, a natural part of feeling as though you're taking control of a situation when you are being bullied, that you can somehow, yes, defend yourself and and not feel as though you're just a victim of the bullying, but you've you've got some level of control and you can defend yourself against it. So. And in terms of your backstory, like where are your parents from? I know you're born in Sydney. Yeah, I was born right? in Sydney, born uh, and raised in Sydney. What about your parents? My where? father's uh,
1: Syrian from Syria, my mother's from Lebanon. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm I'm an Australian born. I'm Sydney born. I love yeah. it. I love this is my country. You know, so I'm I'm an Aussie man yeah, full yeah. It's funny because when you're you looked upon as as you know your background but then when you're over there they all call you the aussie
0: yeah exactly so yeah. it's just hilarious <laughs> and I, I, I i'm i'm definitely i'm definitely an aussie how long were you there when was the last time you went to syria uh, i only went 11?
1: once i only went i've only traveled there once in so 2006 five or six and um it was an experience i saw i just wanted to see it for my own eyes i've been hearing about this place since you were a kid yeah. living on syria wow wow wow. Yeah. i saw it and you know it is a beautiful they're about beautiful countries beautiful people beautiful food all that kind of stuff but i mean i'm i'm, I'm shane born i'm sydney born this is my
0: home yeah yeah you know my sister's in jordan and yep. she's been living there for think, wow. 13 years or so and she's she as i told you she converted to islam she married an american whose family are they're muslims you know yes. they um he's white but he's muslim yeah i understand um muslim they've been, is muslim, colour again exactly exactly Muslims,
1: anyone anywhere anybody
0: black white yellow red whatever and she's been living over there thriving uh, but she, to your point, she's in the thick of culture. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, she's really in the thick of it.
1: Yeah. yeah, Like, we're different here because we've got so many different cultures. We're there, it's only one. Mm-hmm. You're, in, you're, in, you're in Lebanon, you, it's, a different, it's, it's that culture. Mm-hmm. You're in Australia, you've got a whole different mix, mix of cultures all together. Everyone's taken a bit from everyone. Everyone's taken the good things out of everyone and, yeah. and put in into one culture. You know, and now we're Australian, you know what I mean?
0: In terms of some of the big influences in your
1: life, who who do you think those have been? Mm-hmm. My father's obviously a huge influence in my life. Just, just as far as like the faith side and being a good person, being a good man, being a good fa- being a good father, teach, 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 teaching me, you know, just watching him being a good father and then doing the same as he done with my boys. Yeah. So yeah, um, discipline um, and just being being a you know just being a good person.
0: How did he feel about you? Not to go on about your troubled youth but how did he feel about you when he found out you were getting into
1: yeah that was a big shock to him so um, a big shock to both my parents but um you know it is what it is um there's the circumstances and that that's that's another story and
0: yeah well i hear you're a pretty pretty good dad and quite a protective one as well and your son hassan is um like you following in your footsteps and has moved into establishing very quickly a very successful boxing career, and I know you discouraged him from doing it for a long time. Why? Why was
1: that? I had them all playing football, for, as in soccer, um, and I got one of them still playing for. He's actually Premier League one, which is just under the A League twenties uh, for Saint George. So, but you know, then the other two, um, I got now Huss, He's five and I was a professional boxer. He's the first one to jump ship. You know, and you know, obviously, their dad is a fighter, and they grew up around it. And and he, you know, he can fight. Thankfully, he's a lot better than dad ever was. So. <laughs> Thank God. Now, my younger well, one, Ali, wants a box to box too. Oh you now, no! So. You got to have a, a, yeah, a crew of boxers yeah, who are just taking so, over the man. world. So, got now my younger one. Thankfully, he's 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 sticking with football, but I think he's the most talented one ever oh, in really? the boxing. Why is that? He's a left hander. He can hit like a tank. When I put him on the pads, this little man it hurts my shoulders. Oh you know, really? Kid yeah. can punch so. Yeah, it's I a, told him sick with football
0: yeah good on you and and why, what is it about boxing like besides the obvious you know CTE and you know the potential brain <laughs> potential brain yeah I think I think, is, I is I think that's all oh, look, i look, yeah. I've had 60 fights myself and I think yeah. we're doing okay yeah I think you are too man <laughs> what, but what is it like why wasn't it and I, from what I've read it's not so much about the potential damage because with that damage comes incredible discipline and the, it is an art and we can talk about that later yes. it is the sweet science for a very good reason. Yep. Why did you want to discourage them? Is it more so the soccer's more lucrative? No, nah, it's not about
1: lucrative, it's just sport. As a sport I just um when I retired from boxing, I just wanted to do it. I just wanted to rest. I wanted to get away from it all. Why um, why is that?
0: Why I man you? just had enough.
1: Um boxing, boxing just it was it was my way out of my you know, mm. like like a lot of people said, man, if it was a a lot of people expected me in jail for the rest of my life for a long time yeah. a lot of people thought I was just
0: out of control one Monday this guy's The people to... who knew you knew you weren't like that you were incredibly disciplined but as a and... kid people yeah, said yeah. this guy's going to be in
1: jail all, sure. my prim... all the teachers and principals like this yeah. guy's going to be in jail so um I just uh, boxing was my way out um hmm. it was my way out and I just sort of it that way I didn't think about someone for my boys my boys all played football and they were really good at it too so and one of am still doing it at a high level so hmm. um but I um, don't want to box. I've got two of my boys in uni st- studying also.
0: What are they st- studying? Um, one's
1: in- doing business studies. Another one's doing sports science. Sure. So um, they're, they're, these can go into different different avenues. So.
0: I know Jeff Fennick was another big influence in your Huge life. Huge influence
1: and, in my life, yeah.
0: And you may not have been book smart, but you're, there was a book that you read
1: his autobiography so that kind of um you know he, he was he was from marvel he lived he lived a couple blocks a couple flats down from me mm. so i remember i remember jeff from back in the day and um man i read his autobiography and man, i thought man if this I can do it I can, I, can, I can do something with this you know i know i started late but it is what it is you know yeah. you just got to give it your best he grew yeah. up from marvel street fights mm. the same you know the same, the same streets, the same friends, the same people, the same area. So mm. Boxing was his way out, so he, you know, he went on with it.
0: You ended up training with Jeff, didn't you? I was yeah. in Jeff
1: for, I was with Jeff. I started pro with Jeff. I was with Jeff as a professional for about eight years. Yeah. Then I went to my next trainer, Michael Lackaway, for eight years, and that was my career. Yeah. You know, and me, and Jeff's still close friends, and Jeff's, Jeff's actually my son's trainer now. That's right. So yeah. um, and Jeff's doing great stuff
0: with my boy, and I, I'm happy. Yeah, and, and describe that relationship you have with Jeff. Are you guys having like um, coffees and stuff on weekends or? Is- no,
1: I mean we catch up. We catch up. Yeah. Um, we've had dinner together. Our families obviously have our, our our families have yeah, been together yeah. for a long time. We know each other. We've had dinners. Yeah. I mean,
0: it just it's a, it's a nice it's mm. a nice relationship, you know. So. And how much of it was more like you know? I think of Amato and Tyson. You know, there's there's some level of coaching, but there's a some level of kind
1: Definitely, of, there's personal stuff there.
0: There's yeah, a lot of yeah. love there, and, you know,
1: we're cool, man. We're, it's, it's, it's,
0: what it's makes for a good coach, though? Like, if you if Jeff Ennick was one of your... Because it's not always the case that a fighter makes for a great coach. I've heard Jeff Hennig is an incredible coach. He's a great coach. What what makes him a great coach?
1: Mate, he's, he's been there. Mm. He knows exactly... Well, Mate, um, he's been in the ring. He knows what it takes to get you... To that level of fitness, where you need, you know, you need to fight for it at that high, at that high level. He can, mm. can intensity-wise, the brain-wise, boxing-wise, he's been there. He's,
0: you know, he's been there. He can push He, he knows he, how to push. Motivate. Yeah, because his cardio was always unbelievable. 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 So. How about that? Um, they've turned that decision around and given no, him that world championship That's only belt. fair. Yeah. Anyone that watched that, the 93s. anyone
1: yeah. that watched that, whether you're a fan of Jeff or not a fan of Jeff, so everyone knew he won. Yeah. But obviously, um, Don King was a promoter. The other guy being a Don King fighter, obviously they went. The judges were in the were in the pocket and mm-hmm. they watered to they watered to Nelson and mm-hmm. everyone saw it happen. Everyone yeah, saw exactly. that Jeff won and it was disgraceful. And after thirty years, to have it turned. It was wow, you know, I mean, it's, it's, that's how that's how plain it was. So. Yeah, it's yeah. happened it's, it's been overturned. It's a shame right. it took thirty
0: years though. It took thirty
1: it was, years, man. But also, yeah. like I said, I believe that 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 night changed Jeff as well.
0: He was never the same after that that loss. Mm. But um he put everything out in the ring, didn't he? He, he left it all out there, didn't he? 100%. You could tell, and he deserved he deserved the win. So it would have been 100%. soul. It would have crushed your soul, crushed not getting crushed that him. decision. He was never right. the same after that. So you were an amateur for a short time and yeah. you wanted to move straight into the pros. Was that because firstly you started a little bit later yeah, than others? I started
1: others? later, yeah. um I wasn't an amateur my style wasn't an amateur. Amateur is more um a pure boxer. Mm. Straight punches, quick. Straight punches, I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a quick I'm no I'm I'm definitely not quick. And the straight punches stuff, not me. Um yeah. But I you like, had a killer jab. Your I like jab fight, you could yeah. knock people out with well, your jab. The jab I the jab was yeah, the jab was I kind of picked that up from uh, <laughs> you're gonna laugh, but yeah, Rocky free. Yeah, so yeah. It was a thing where just um, I used to brawl, right, and then they kept they kept telling me jab more, jab more, and then I realised, man, shit, um, I don't get hit as much So I started <laughs> using the jab, and I, you know, like yeah, and I wasn't getting hit as much because I was always getting into great fights, you know, yeah. um, like toe to toe brawls. So I started using the jab, and and I hardly got, and it and it works. Yeah, um, I broke my right hand. What happened was I broke my right hand in, in my first... I think it was my state title win. I think seventh-eighth fight against a hard-headed dude, Abel Parker. I broke my metacarpals. I was never able to... I went from like 95% rock, knockout ratio to pretty much not knocking guys out. Well, my right hand was broken. I kept breaking it. Oh, God. So yeah. I had to work on a jab. Mm. And, um, and I mean, it's the best weapon in the book. Definitely made a lot, made the fights much easier. Yeah,
0: yeah. Just one... And it worked. What's a, I look at fighters like um, Dimitri Bivol, who just fought Canelo yeah. recently and beat him when Canelo moved up to yes. middleweight, I think it was. Light yeah. heavyweight. Light heavyweight, sorry. Yes. Um, and you can just see that... It's a very sort of Russian style, isn't it? Just set yeah, everything European, up with the yep, jab. Everything's
1: jab, man. It's a European style. The jab is the best weapon in the book. It keeps guys off you. They've got to reset. They can't set because you've, you've, you've got, got the you jab in their jab. face all the hit time. you the jab they got to reset. Every time you hit them, they reset. Yeah. You know? So it's, um, the jab is, is the best weapon definitely in the book.
0: So back to um, what makes for a good coach. Custy Amato, we were talking about the impact yeah. Cust had on.
1: Motivator. Great motivator. Great, great coach. Great brain. Yeah. Boxing brain definitely
0: yeah and it, it may somewhat of a father figure you know for those kids definitely. who may not have had a strong father figure yeah. like you yeah
1: yeah definitely for yeah. Uh, like you know like John Lewis, great yeah. great trainer, great father figure. I just had coffee with him just uh, this morning. Did you train with Johnny Lewis? Yeah, I train, as an amateur, I was with Johnny Lewis. That's right, out at yeah.
0: Newtown, Police Newtown Police Boys. Was, what yeah. happened to Newtown Police Boys, man? Because Tazoo was it's, there. It's, unit, it's units now. Units now, is it? It's, yeah. yeah, you know, it is, man. I mean, place. I'm just down the road from Newtown, yeah, but yeah, so. I, I go past there and I go down this street and yep. I, that's where Newtown it's Police Boys used now. to be. It's units now. units now, so they've changed it, man. Yeah, yeah. But uh, those were the days. So, Johnny Lewis, you were training in Newtown Police Boys with Costa when he came Cost over. Costa was there, it was great after winning the World Amateur Championships yeah. in, I think, 1991. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah,
1: man. That I was, been... I, I, I was Actually, I was there in 95. He was still no, there. Yeah. He was still was there. there. exactly. Yeah.
0: It's funny how there are parallels between you and your boys and Costa and his boys. Who yeah, are... it's nice. The Australian boxing scene's really on fire. It's at yeah, got a lot of good fighters coming up, man. Yeah. Did you watch the fight with Sonny Bill Williams and Mark Hunt? Look at that. <sighs> you know, so I found out both guys, man. Yeah. yeah. The fight game is filled with a large majority of people who identify with fighting as this overt aggression and trash talk and it comes with tattoos and crazy haircuts and and disrespect you got to sell it yeah is that what you got to sell it you know, yeah I, but you get the guys who they don't have a single tattoo on them yeah and they feel very uncomfortable doing the trash talk uh, Yet, I, I've, th- I've 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 done both, so
1: it <laughs> doesn't bother me. I got the tattoo. I've I've done a trash I've done a trash, to- done the trash yeah, talking, yeah. but it's like for instance, in the first part of my career, I was very quiet. I was just done my job, mm. number two in the world. No one took a notice. Sure. I started talking a bit of shit towards the end of my career, creating some chaos. Everyone's.
0: So uh, you played on that bad boy kind of perception. Yeah, I played yeah.
1: on the bad boy thing, and people were biting mm. to a point where um, a guy that was top ten in the world called me out because of i irritated him he called mm. me out i'm a 12-round fighter i took him to school but he took his original um, title off him. took his world rated his number eight mm. um, a couple of weeks after that i got some um germany guy pulled out of a thing with the hand injury was that call- sven not no Sven-Hodke. that was uh, robert sticklitz from oh. WBA world champion from a russian so um they called me up and um six days notice to get five or six days notice to take a world title a fight, so I said, "Yeah, man. Uh, when you're when you're 40s, you don't get called up for world title fight. So it was my second opportunity. So I took it with both hands, and that's because of my my mouth. You know, I, 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 caught, I was I talking a bit of shit. Some guy called me out. I was number eight in the world. I took him into deep water. Took his beat him over beat him over 12 rounds on points. Took his world rating, and I got I got um I got you know got a world title shot out of it.
0: When you go to pro, is there anyone like the promoter? specific promoters that coach you on how to do that because I guess it's entertainment right and you can't just be thrown in the deep end there's this thing obviously you want to win the fight and there's a fight it's a real fight and then there's the other hand is you got to sell tickets and it's entertainment it's like I said it's um, it's a performance art albeit a very violent one
1: early in my career I was never talk I just do my job go in there fight the thing is with my fights um, I was involved in a lot of fight of the year type um, fights I'm, I'm always in toe to toe fights I had broke my hand. I was and I just made for exciting fights. I, I'm one of those guys that's come to fight you. We're going to fight toe to toe. So I was just a fighter, man. I'd come to fight. I was involved in I think 30 12 round fights. Mm, wow. That's a lot of it's a lot of rounds. Mm. And um, because of my injuries, I had a bad left shoulder, I had a bad right hand. Mm. I, so I was not knocking people out, but I was I was going to go toe to toe with you taking them into the deep water. That's right, it. I, mean, I was punching yeah. with everyone, yeah. and thankfully they were fights of the year type
0: fights. People are still talking about the Anthony Mundine fight and obviously Mundine, uh, you and Mundine are friends.
1: Yeah, you might. i got a clip out there and the paper said it was one of the best fights
0: seen in, yeah. in Sydney. I actually thought you won that one. but Yeah, uh, but
1: no, no, he, he, he's, he's sharp, he's pointed. Yeah, yeah. He boxed me and yeah, I was on, you know. Yeah. I, I was chasing him, hunting him down. The guy's just too sharp, man. But, you know, he's got a beautiful jab and I kept coming on. It made for a great fight. Uh, the crowd was going nuts, which was... And everyone everyone had a great night that night, which was good, good, you know what I mean? Sydney Entertainment Centre, ten thousand plus people, everyone was going on. Just the atmosphere was The atmosphere was was beautiful, man. Uh, It was was something I'll never forget.
0: I felt like I was in the ring with you, man. I had such butterflies, it was crazy. It was great,
1: it was great coming out. I had to, I remember remember walking back, I I walked out, right, and the place went mad. And I I had to go back in because I just, I wasn't ready to come out.
0: Yeah, oh, did you really? How do you, let's talk about that. Yeah. How do you? How do you fight those
1: nerves and the butterflies? And I came out, I remember coming out and the raw. Uh-huh. I was like, what the? You know, I looked you know, yeah, yeah. And I had to walk back in because the butterflies in my stomach just smashed me. Man. Oh, I couldn't, really? I, I, yeah. couldn't, I couldn't, I had to
0: contain my and how do you contain those butterflies? I had to go, go in there.
1: And to be honest with you, um, I went in there, I said the Fetaha You know what the Fetaha is? Obviously, the, the opening verse of Quran, you know what I mean? So, the, the surah, you know? So, and that kind of calmed me down. Then I then I walked then I walked out,
0: yeah. then I walked out and um, it was beautiful. Have you ever felt as intense sort of nervousness as you did then? Oh.
1: Man, um, I had a world title fight in Germany, twenty whatever, ten twenty thirty what is it, twenty thousand people, but they weren't cheering for me. Ah, right. They were cheering for my for the opponent. What? So the nerves weren't. was different. It was different. different. It was like. Yeah, it was different. Isn't it? You're nervous because it's a world title opportunity. You know, you've been given, but there's not as much pressure on you. Right? yeah, no right? one. No, yeah, it wasn't um, where in Sydney it was ten thousand people. It was both with both both fans of both of us. Ah, and yeah, We all yeah. grew up around the same areas. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Me and Anthony, we all got the same friends, and and it was a it was a. I think it was like from what the paper said, first world title fight with two Sydney fighters. Yeah, yeah. So it was. Um, it was, it was, it was or a, one from
0: Marrickville, one from Redfern, Redfern.
1: maybe, and now ones at Blakehurst, ones at Kingsgrove, only like ten minutes 10 away minutes from away. each other. So there's a
0: little boxing fraternity around here. I think Tazoo was once around here. Yeah, I think the boys are yeah. here.
1: Cost is not far. His sons not far. Just here in the St. George yeah, area. So yeah, uh, my yeah, my sons are here, and yeah, man, everyone's around for these areas.
0: Talk to me about promotions, though. Like there are so many novelty fights going around at the moment. You've got, you know. Um, Jake Paul, I know you and I mm-hmm. have had our back and forth on the Jake Paul thing. Yep. Jake Pauls, you've got Paul Gallons, you've got mm-hmm. the Mayweather's fighting tension, Nusslekaus, you've got Mike Tyson even coming back and fighting promotions, really calling them exhibition fights. And but it's it, it is entertainment, and I say this, it is pure unsanctioned violent entertainment. What are your thoughts on this? And maybe you could speak. I don't know if you have an opinion on it. A
1: lot of guys again, and I know a lot of fighters kind of hate it. They're not. I don't really. You know. I don't. It promotes boxing, mm-hmm. and these guys are having to go. They're in there. They're punching on man. It's, they're fighting. Yeah. So they can say what they want. Poor Paul in there going toe to toe with a, he's he's on. He's getting. He's he's copping real punches. He's he's yeah. copping real punches, man. So it's not. It's not. It's not like it's choreographed and. Um, and they're not hitting each other. These guys are in having a fight, so I respect that man. They're in there, and you know what? He's done all the work to get in there mm, and yeah. to fight ten, twelve rounds, eight, ten, twelve rounds. whatever they're fighting, so I can't take nothing away from that man. Um, they they obviously bring they bring a new audience to the boxing. So um, I, you know what? A lot of guys are against. I, I think good on him, man, for having a go. Mm, I mm. think, and you know what? He's he's made it, he beat a guy that that won a won a heavyweight world title. So. And Lucas Brown, so Lucas Brown, yeah, and he yeah. was a beast, wasn't he? Yeah, incredible he knockout. He won the WBA world, and the guy can punch. Yeah.
0: So, um, do you think it's his fitness and his in his conditioning and that he, gets him there? Or what do you think? Fitness, it
1: is? conditioning, and he's and he's he believes in himself, man. Yeah. So in this sport, boxing, you got to believe in yourself. That's probably got me mm. so far. I believe in myself because initially, when I first started boxing, guys said I wouldn't win a state title. Mm. A lot of people, including my trainer, said this guy would never win a state title. So, um. You got to believe in yourself. Um, Where does
0: that belief come from, and how do you work on it? How do you strengthen
1: mate, you that know, belief? No, it's about nah, it's about you. You've got it. You don't got it. I believe. That's what I'm. You either believe in yourself or you don't. You mm. know what I mean, um, it's not something you can work on. No, you either believe in yourself or you don't
0: believe. In you yourself. don't think that with training comes a bit more confidence, and then with more confidence comes belief. Do you? But, think- but to jump in that ring initially, you need to believe in yourself. Ah, right. I see um, what you mean. Yeah. It's
1: it's just something. It's not. I don't know. It's hard to explain. But you either do, you don't. Um, yeah. A lot of guys didn't think I'd, I'd, I'd win a state title. Mm. I told them all, no, nah, I'm going to win a state title, win a Australian title.
0: I'm, mm. I'm going to fight for a world title, watch, watch me. Talk to us about when you were in training camp, Like, what, what did a typical day look Get like Get up early,
1: go for a long run, or do my sprint work, or do hills or stairs, you know what I mean? So always the running in the morning. We're either training in the morning boxing, mm. and running in the evening stuff, or vice versa. It's either running in the morning, boxing in the afternoon. How long's a run? A run could be from... Um, so where they're doing sprints, we're doing long run, 4Ks to 10Ks. Mm. 10K I do once a week. A sprint? No, 10K, I'm 10K a run. long run, I'll do yeah. once a week. Most of my runs are about 4 to 5 k. Mm. Sprints, I try and do once once minimum a week and hills and stairs
0: once a week. Wow, well, so you're doing – you're running so – let's go back. So you're running – Okay, we'll go through the week. Six then. days a week. I, I, you're I running in some form, whether you're running up a hill, yeah, running, running upstairs, or you're doing long runs six days a week. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realise you did that much. Even when I was training in kickboxing and kyokushin, I probably ran three. <laughs> no, kind of no running is important,
1: but you need the yeah, legs. The I, legs are I hated it, yeah. And because, like I said, I'm, I, I broke my hands early in my career, my shoulder, so I knew I, I'd be fighting 12 rounds. And I was, because, yeah, I had... I won my state title and strength title in my first 10 fights. So mm-hmm. I was on 10 all rounds since my first, within my first 10 fights. And, I was one of those guys. that you see, I thought, I'm, 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 a long, I'm, a long, distance runner. I'm not a sprinter. Yeah, sure. Sure, I'm a long distance runner. And so, not, not an explosive fighter. I'm not, more, I'm just, just keep I'm gonna keep coming. You're gonna I'm grind the face. them down. I'm gonna and grinding. Make them give up, keep basically. working. You keep working. Keep boxing. Keep punching. Crush on. their souls. That's it. Whatever I can do. Take to their win. spirit.
0: Whatever it takes to win. <laughs> 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 and t- you, but you punch like a truck, man. I mean, as uh,
1: well, so that's uh, yeah. It. I was a, uh, but like I said to you, I've got the, i done my shoulder in. I've been, mm. since 2005. Not many people now I've been fighting with. 150 stitches in my left shoulder, Jeez. eight staples, and a ball wow. and screw in my left shoulder. I didn't and, realize it yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just something I kept to myself, you know. And also, my right hand, my metacarpals are broken. Yeah,
0: I could imagine when you're sitting down talking to Jeff, you guys are swapping surgery stories. Oh, you know, no, with, you know, nah,
1: you know what? I don't talk injuries too much. You don't. No, no we don't really talk to injuries too just. You just get on with it's it. It's ugly, about, man. Yeah. I
0: don't want to talk about injuries. So it's just part part of the course, it's right? It's just part you, of
1: the part of the fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. the doctors told me, don't fight after my shoulder, or mm. they told me don't do it anymore. You know. Mm. Um. I, I had, and I had like some like thirty fights pl- after my shoulder. Mm. My, my I done my left shoulder, and I still had. I continued on. How
0: important is that mental aspect when I mean, you've got injuries? I know I broke my sort of, ankle yeah, in the tournament. Yeah and it took me ages to get my head around just getting back to training I, I probably don't have the same mental strength you do when it comes to fighting like what what do you have to do to convince yourself that you'll be okay nah, it's that's not that's it man you gotta fight man that's it. yeah you gotta fight you know um,
1: that's, that's 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 what i did that's what i always wanted to do that's what i want to do as a kid growing up i was always talk
0: about it i'm gonna travel mm. the world fighting Mm. And you, know? you did. Whereabouts? And, whereabouts did you travel to? What? What's, I, what? Went
1: to, I went. For, I fought in Germany five, six times. I fought mm. in Croatia. I fought in Canada. I fought in America. I fought in Japan. Mm. Um, I fought in many countries. I fought. Saw, I saw countries I never thought I'd see in my life. So yeah, um, it's a buzz. I, I really enjoyed that part of the fight game where I traveled the world. I met different people. Yeah, I fought the best in different countries, and um, it was you know it was
0: it was an honour. Who Are some of your favorite Australian boxers now currently?
1: Uh, currently, obviously, my boy's number one. Yeah, um, well, it's not
0: biased yeah, at all. Man. Yeah, i not been biased at all. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, he's uh, he's just getting over a hand injury and I'm um, happy to be back on track too. And, um, I mean, a lot of young, great fighters, including the zoo boys,
0: yeah, the zoo boys, Tim and Nikita. You've got the
1: Maloney boys down in Melbourne. Oh, yeah, um, the brothers there, they're fighting both on high level like world title fights and that
0: yeah you've got a whole lot of guys here man um, I mean what about um, other fighting arts do you watch the MMA nah, at all no
1: nah, I don't like you don't my, like my the... boys enjoy the UFC I, I, I like the stand up aspect of the UFC but yeah. when they start hugging and all these different holds I'm out No, oh. I, don't, I, don't like, I don't like I don't like the grappling yeah, I, yeah. I don't like and plus the UFC, the guys getting he's knocked out and he's still getting hit. hit yeah, which is and something I, I, wow, quite, I find what, quite confronting. Dude's knocked yeah. out. Dude's knocked down. Cops another four, yeah. five, six hits before the referee jumps in. Yeah, I, what I what, find that really unsportsmanlike. Yeah, least, I really at, bet, at least yeah. boxing there's a referee there, and yeah. and and they're in control. The referees stop the fight. There's sometimes a bit too, but they're too bit too overzealous. Certainly. You know, and they stop it too early. But you know what, mm. Most referees kind of got, are on top of it. They they'll, they'll stop it at the right time.
0: Well, it, it, the weekend's just passed that uh, Israel Adesanya fought Alex Pereira. Yeah. And a lot of people are saying that that fight was stopped a little bit too early. But I think the ref jumped in and stopped it as you would a boxing match because okay. they're both quite yeah. accomplished um, kickboxers, oh, you know. So the that. ref jumped in and, and stopped it quite early. And I didn't think it was a bad stoppage. It was obviously... Yeah. It was obvious rather that uh, Israel was... Yeah, he was about to fall. Yes. Mark Hunt was ex-UFC. He's a beast, Sonny man. Bill That dude's a beast, man. man. Well.
1: Sonny Bill's got... Listen, man. Let, hey, Sonny Bill... Let's say what I want mean. to... The guy, the guy's just a, what a magical athlete the man is. Oh, a
0: huge athlete, yeah. Rugby league, rugby league. And Indian. he's fighting a guy and who's had boxing. hundreds of fights. That's you what know, I mean. Like, seriously. Fighting,
1: the guy had the, no no boxing background. He's fought, he's fought like, Francois Botha and all these kind of guys. Yeah. And now, you know, Hunt. Mark Hunt's no one no no in the park, man. He's no no matter how young he is. <laughs> no. People are saying he's 48, blah, yeah. blah. So last, the last thing a, a fighter loses is his power.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. what they say. So um, Give us a quick recap of your boxing career. Like, how many fights have you had? Who was your toughest fight? Wow,
1: 60, 60 professional fights. My toughest fight, I, I judge this one, by the way, I felt after a fight, would have been Arthur Abraham. Um, he was like a... He was, Arthur, he was, Arthur Abraham. Arthur Abraham, an Armenian. Mm. In Ger- based in germany sure uh, we went toe-to-toe for um 12 rounds and they stopped it with was it 20 seconds left on with unfairly stop i believe mm. um but man i never felt that kind of power in my life mm. I, I was i felt that man
0: was he a knockout artist yeah was
1: he, he, was he was like 100% knockout when i him, he was like whatever it was 15 fights mm. 15 minutes 15 knockouts he was knocking everyone out Mm. and dude can punch he can he he knocked out the world champion the next fight after I fought him in 4 rounds one I'd be a world title and um, he's he's moved up another division One world titles up there as well dude's just a beast and uh, what, I'd say that's my hardest fight because the way I felt after the fight I was just so sore man mm. I was sore for weeks usually I'm sore for a week after a 12 round fight and He's where we where
0: where was where was the pain
1: I coming was just from? I saw it everywhere. I was <laughs> he saw He just everywhere. beat you up. My body, and my <laughs> head. We had a good, we had a solid fight, you know. But yeah. um, dude, just hit that hard, man. Yeah. And I remember being on the plane. I slept all the way back. Usually I don't sleep. I slept all the way back from Germany to Sydney. My, actually, my corner foot, I was there. Germany to Sydney. Yeah, I oh. slept the whole way back, and I was like battered. I
0: was just sore. Arthur Abraham, where are you, man? I want to see what... Can, <laughs> dude, nah, watch him. He can, he's like what a, style did he have? Did he have that sort of Eastern European or... Man, Dur- he's
1: he was a puncher.
0: Yeah? Punching yeah. style. I just wants to take really? your head off. Really? Oh, huge. Dude... When you can, to define a puncher style, you mean like Tyson just, style? Just or Just what? strong. Yeah. Strong,
1: yeah. man. Just hits the body works you up and down mm. just just very strong very strong yeah blade. good head movement um very sm- yeah smart Smooth, yeah. hands up hands up and his hands so I remember, remember him just being so thick oh really his arms are thick his shoulders are thick he's just a so thick guy yeah. like, when his arms are up he takes a punch on his gloves
0: so let's t- let's hang with that fight yeah. for a second so in the first round what are you feeling Man, yeah. I was just I was I, I outboxed him I yeah. was outboxing him
1: but then, just the power, man. And when did you feel the power? When oh, you man? You feel it straight the away. as soon, round, he, soon yeah. as he gets close. And what's going through your head you know, when when he's he's I hitting need... you with these big punches? Well, or... you know, he's, you know I, mean? <laughs> I don't know what I'm thinking is about. This,
0: man. A, this is about big dreams, boxing, I and fight. Bl- I belief. The, did you want Did you, wanna, fight. I did you believe you are going to win this I fight? I want to win, yeah, definitely. I definitely I was there ever a point that you thought, if this, I'm out of it? No,
1: never, never. That's that's a person that gives up. I never ever gave up. I did. I look at, like I said, I think I told you already, I've I've done 12 rounds 30 times during my career. Yeah. uh, That tells you alone, I'm not going to give up. Yeah. You know,
0: nah. Did you think it reminds me of, um, I think it's Rocky One where (laughs) Stallone fights, uh, who was it? Apollo Creed Apollo Creed and they're both like <laughs> stuffed and they're both yeah, they're in the they hospital together down, like, yeah yeah that's yeah, hilarious yeah. Is that, do you think he Arthur Abraham do you think he was in the same boat as you well we were in the Go back and, we
1: were in the back together, together oh, after really? the fight and he was like <laughs> you know, marked up a bit in the face and I was messed up too so both uh, he's a gentleman um, every time I we went to Germany after that fight they were, him and his brother always made the way to my dressing room to, to send to, you know respect yeah. say hello and, and have a chat that's so really. That was very nice of him. Man. He's, he's this guy's a three, four world time champion, world champion. So
0: that's amazing. And yeah, a lot of respect, you know. What happens in the back of the dressing rooms? Really, like we talk about the press conferences, the pre-fight press conference, conferences, conferences or They're the selling, post-conferences where everyone's selling selling it, the fight, and yeah. you're puffing your chests out and you're selling going head talking shit. What happens when you go <sighs> behind the scenes? Like, give us a bit of a.
1: After the fight, before the fight, even before the fight. Like. I mean, before the fight, it's always respect. Obviously, you know, you yeah. know, this guy's worked as hard as you. So even if
0: you're in each other's face at the press conference behind That's, the
1: scenes. Yeah, no, like say you need, the press conference, we're selling the fight. Your, you know, you yeah. talk the shit. You know, what I mean, um, majority of the time you're just talking the shit, selling the fight. Mm. Um, in the background, say Wayne, yeah. without the cameras being there, Wayne. The yeah, everyone just you shake hand, respect. Yeah. Um, or you just, just everyone stay. or you just stay, but stay away from each other. Yeah. You know, I had some opponents who I just stayed away from. They stayed away from me. And we met in the ring. We punched on. And, that's, you know, and after the fight, um, respect, you know what I mean? Cause shake hands. We shake hands. Tuck,
0: you know, yeah. and we're cool. What, how, how important is respect in the fight game, especially in very, Australia where it's a smaller very, industry? It's part of it, man. It's just part. The fight game mm. is respect. Mm.
1: With the, with the, no matter what art it is, there's always respect. With MMA, karate, mm. wrestling, boxing. Mm. The fighters always have respect, man. It's a part yeah. of it. It's a discipline. The fight game is discipline. Yeah. So there's always a respect there.
0: Yeah, it's funny. I, I really get quite frustrated when I see people go too far with the trash talk, you know. Yeah. Like I'll use Conor McGregor and he talks he brings a religion or yeah, people a, it's, people's it's, it's family into things. Yeah. And how Look, much of that is just trying to create tension sometimes. Or even,
1: yeah, the guys trying to sell it sometimes they overstep yeah, like, you know, yeah. I've 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 done a bit of trash talking my towards the end of my career I started doing the trash talking thing because it sells man. But
0: you'd never really overstep. I couldn't see that being No, or, I don't
1: I never overstep as far as um trashing someone's faith. Never, never. Oh and Or there. family or Or yeah. family, no. But um yeah, no, just um yeah, you talk shit. You know, you yeah, yeah, you sell it.
0: You got on each other's nerves. And is that a commonly kind of uh, it's almost like when you're good friends with someone, you know you can push them and you know how far you can push them and there's this common understanding. Is that like a common understanding within the industry that when you go to these press conferences, we have this mutual understanding that I'm going to talk shit and I might go a little bit too far. You can do you the same. You let it be known.
1: You let it be known.
0: All oh, right. It isn't yeah. common because not all guys want to get involved. Yeah. But say, um,
1: say I'll use Junior Telegraph as an example. Yeah. And I mean, him had a fair bit of shit talk to each other. And at the start, I like, go, listen, man, just, listen, listen, listen. We're part of this little um, show contender, right? Yeah. So I
0: remember you were on the contender. Yeah. We didn't even talk about that. I mean, amazing.
1: Nothing tr- to talk about anyway. But yeah, it was. It was. Um, I'm not a five round fighter, by the way. Yeah. But yeah. everyone was getting on so well in that first week of filming. There was no. There was no. There was no nothing. It was just. It was just a. It was going to be boring. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I go. I got Listen, Junior and Les Piper, were two Australian champions, on there, and the two best. Two best have been Australian champions. Like, listen, boys. You guys are the two best boxers here, so. I must start talking shit to you guys. Yeah, like, yeah. I've got to. It's boring. No one's gonna watch your shit. Yeah. I got Junior. you gonna cop it, Junior, and yeah. Les. are gonna cop it. Les was like, "Leave my line. I don't want that part yeah. of that shit." Yeah. I got brother gonna cop it, whether you like it or not. <laughs> and I started on him. Junior went with it. Junior loved it. That's fantastic. Junior, Junior. Yeah. So we just, yeah. you know, we just, we, we sold it. Me and Junior sold a we, we fought twice. So, uh, and and we got paid. We got like usually you get paid a, s- a small fee mm. in Australian boxing. Mm. They they paid they paid me and Junior decent money. Yeah, to fight good. each other. Yeah. Um because why? Because we sold
0: it. So yeah. that's the way it is, man. That's the way it is. And so it's directly associated with how much how like I guess views and ticket sales. That's what it is. That's what it is. and that's, is. So, and that's yeah. why
1: Anthony Mundin was so great, you know. What yeah. I mean? Well so, he was quite a divisive figure looked, as well. But he sold it. He played the villain no matter what yeah. he sold and made a lot of money out of it and good on him and and, and took him to levels where he was world, cha- he's very a world champion very few australians have reached those heights he went, right mate yeah. he's, a, he's a former was it two Absolutely. two times two three-time world champion so much respect anyone can get world rated anyone can get win regional titles as long as you push yourself and, and believe in yourself but the ones that go to the next level something special man so i fought for two world titles we went 12 rounds both wars but i come up short on points so that's the difference mate of being a world champion and not been a world
0: champion. What's keeping you busy now? I know uh, you've, you've kind of moved back into boxing. Haven't you, my boy?
1: Kind of. I, I try to stay away from the whole fight game when I retired, and um. But
0: you're, you're, te- you're a personal trainer now, and you do yeah. These days other... now,
1: I'm, I'm doing my personal training, all all based around boxing, and I'm happy. You know, it's something yeah. that I kind of stayed away from for a long time. I was with Sydney City Council for eight years. Yeah. Then I had a little coffee run with Santos. Yeah. Then my boy started boxing, and they were, everyone's asked me. To do PT and everyone's asked, to do, do P T, do you do PT? So my boy goes,
0: Dad, just trust do it. me. Yeah. Trust me, you do all right. Yeah. Do this. So we're doing it now. And you've got a, quite a few clients now. Yeah, we're doing you, it okay, man. You do sessions one on one. Yeah, I'm one on one I don't like the group
1: stuff. I don't wanna focus on group. I like to focus on one person, two people max. Why is that? Why? Man, just so I can give them more. Yeah, you know, people pay. I want to,
0: people pay to get fit, to learn. You don't need the money, man. You're living in this beautiful, you comfortable, I, comfortable house. You've got a got pool there. Yeah, I, I wish I could jump I in think, the pool. I think everyone needs. I think
1: you know, <laughs> Sydney, Sydney, Australia is not cheap, these days. Yeah, true, true. So yeah, definitely you definitely got to work, man. You got to work to stay, you know. So
0: and look, I know belief plays a big part in your life as well, and you want to help younger kids who have gone through. We started by talking about um, a person's either your brother in faith or your equal in humanity. You've got this real. Caring side to you that a lot of people haven't seen or understood, and, and I know you're quite passionate about helping kids through fitness and strength yeah. and um, their own versions of belief and faith. Yep. Uh, talk to us a little bit about why that's important to you.
1: Man, I, I've been there, you know. What I mean, I use, I use myself as an example, like when I talk to troubled youth, for instance, and I tell them, Listen, man, this is your path, this is where you're going. Can you handle one, two, three, four? What could happen? What can't happen? What risks? You could put yourself in what you know, um, and I share these things with these guys. And
0: how much of the t- boxing training comes into play? They need someone to talk to
1: them, they need someone that believes them, they need someone that, that they can, for instance, now, like you know, there's PCYCs around there, or there might be like we've got a gym up here, hardcore gym, not far from here. And people go there and train them, and it's just a nice place to go and mix, just just sit down. You don't even have to train, there's a lounge there, sit yeah. back, relax. Everyone, you know, um.
0: Unwind. Do you think it's about being around positivity? Because to, to to train in something, anything you said doesn't matter if you want to be an artist or a designer yeah. or a writer or whatever. There's a certain level of training that goes discipline, on.
1: Discipline, man. You got to, you know.
0: And you've got to respect discipline. And know? and self belief is big. Yeah.
1: Self belief. If you don't believe in yourself, forget about it.
0: Can anyone? You said earlier though. You said some people are born with that belief and some people aren't. Do you think? There's still hope, though, for those kids who are currently feel a, 100%. a sense
1: of, 100%, 100%, they just need some direction. Yeah. They need some direction. Yeah. You know, um, for instance, I spoke, so like, for instance, I, I'd love to do a program where, you know, every school's got them that, that 5 or 10% of kids that these, that they're known. Everyone those, gave up on, sort of. They've yeah. been given up on. These guys are going yeah. towards jail, their father's in jail, or their brother, or whatever it may be. Make grab these kids and take them to a boy's home or jail and show them. This is the path. This is where you're going. This is where you're going to end up. This is what mm. you want. Mm. Or do you want the alternative? Mm. You know, discipline. Work a bit harder and this is what you could have. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, yeah. It's important, man.
0: Well, it was a way out for you, wasn't it? Through discipline, yes. training, yeah. belief. A lot of guys know. thought I'd be in jail my
1: whole life when I was a kid. Yeah. I said, this guy's going to be this been up dead or in jail. That's what they said about me when I was 16, yeah. 17, 18. Yeah. So, um, no, I don't, I don't think so.
0: On the podcast, I always ask my guests for a little bite of wisdom. And we've spoken a lot about boxing, faith, um, the industry, promotions, but most importantly, belief, you know, belief in yourself. Yeah, definitely. um, And the positive things you can do to turn your life around. If you were to summarize that as a little bite of wisdom. That's hard. A little bite of wisdom, a one-liner of truth. Not trash talk, positive talk. Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself.
1: Believe in yourself. yourself. Three words,
0: right? That's it. It could be anything. Believe in yourself. yourself. That's it. Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. That's probably one of the simplest ones. Believe in yourself, man. Believe in yourself. And it's so powerful and deep in a sense because it all starts there, doesn't it? You couldn't go on and be the world-ranked fighter that you were if you didn't start with that core belief that you could do it in the first place. 100%. it may be
1: with your faith, with your family, with your just with your life in general, people, you got to believe in yourself. Mm. And and from there, move forward.
0: Nate Hamden, it's been an absolute... <laughs>
1: Don't make me See laugh. you threw you through
0: me, man. You threw no. me because it's such a deep thing. Sleep, so, slip, slip, slip. slip, slip, slip <laughs> my, my, back, look at back. my head movement. Yeah, man. Just my just head slip, movement warm. so bad. I'm just copping them, <laughs> copping them because I haven't done. My 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 listeners will know that I haven't done one of these since uh, August. I've just had. Why? But we're back and we're going to try and keep keep get you, a brother. few more keep rounds. Punching my man. Yeah, man, we'll do, brother. And I don't intend to stop. I'm a 12 round sort of guy. I know you are. I'm going to keep going with this. I know you are. We're rolling the
1: ground a couple times. I'll try and put out more than
0: eight a year though. No, good on you. No, but believe in yourself, and that's really strong. It's a really strong piece of advice for those kids out there. Where can those kids or others who want to train with you one-on-one find out more about you? Do you have a website? What's the, I, mean, I
1: ain't got no website, nothing, man. Just... Oh. Facebook Facebook. Oh,
0: Facebook Facebook Facebook's
1: easier Facebook yeah search uh Nader Hamden yeah Lionheart S- Nader Hamden there somewhere come across my ugly head that's me search, sorry
0: guys search warning in advance <laughs> Se- search line Lionheart <laughs> Nader, Nader, Ham- Nader Ham- just Nader, Nader. Hamden yeah. yeah do you still go by Lionheart yeah but that's, that's 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 your my ring name how did you get the ring name
1: man they called me first when I first came on the scene what was it um Mr. Excitement, they call me. Mr. Excitement. Nah, because of, you're not a Mr. Excitement. They, they call me Mr. Why? Because of my fight style. Because oh, right, it was yeah, like, you yeah. know, everyone used to be screaming. No, I'm not
0: saying you're not exciting, bro. Yeah, Sorry. But that's, but no, I know no what you're saying,
1: but. Um, Mr. Call, Excitement. Mr. Excitement. That's what they called me for my first. Because I, I was involved in a lot of um, exciting fights. Yeah, so people yeah, used yeah. to
0: be um, screaming. It was great. That's around. a cop out. That's for like the ring announcers. Then, what do we call this guy? But
1: mm. then I said, man, that sounds like a porno movie, boys. And then I started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> they went to bad boy. Oh uh, yeah, a bad no, boy. Like, come on, cliche, man, cliche. bad boy. I'm not, you know. Yeah. Then someone said lion, you know, because you fight like a lion. And someone's out of heart because yeah. I was involved in twelve round fights. That's yeah. it. It takes a lot of heart to do twelve rounds. So yeah. Lionheart, heart was born. And I, yeah, that's fine by me, man. I like that. Isn't that's,
0: that ironic though? Because one of your favourite quotes is your brother in faith or your humanity. You're equal in humanity and um, the line of Allah. Yeah, the the line of Allah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Uh, We've come full circle. Nader Hamden, thank you much. Mum, Nader Hamden, thank you. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no comment. No, you know no, You, you better not cut, oh, okay. cut this. this you better not cut that. Leave it. I want this, man. Do not cut this up. I'm starstruck. Up. I, love this. No, this oh, I'm probably, I love this. No, this is great. Oh, you better not cut this. Sorry, you I'm,
0: I'm trying not to swear, man. Listen, but listen, can, I'm sorry, but I can't okay. help it. You, you know, I'm starstruck. Don't cut this up. <laughs> and don't be starstruck. We've, 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 we've been together since we were kids. I know, brother. Do not, do not cut this up. I like this. I'm not match fit, bro. I'm not. I haven't been training. And neither am I. Love you, work, bro. I love you too, my man. All right, man. Thank you. Great, great chat. If you'd like to find out more about me or the B-Side podcast, please visit jamesbside.com. That's one word, jamesbside.com. And you can follow me on Instagram at b If you have any suggestions or feedback on the show, please email me at hello at jamesbside.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. The B-Side with James Barrow is produced by me, and I really hope it's helped unlock your creative potential. Thanks for listening, and until next episode, cheers.